What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode 45 of Hit the Books, the podcast here to give you all the sports talk, sports news, sports gambling, you name it in sports, and we at Hit Books want to deliver it to you. This week, we got a great week for Yens. The NFL is back. Hall of Fame game when this is being released today, Thursday, August 4th. Raiders, Jags finally gives us something to look forward to in the NFL. More on that and more in the NFL, as always, later in this episode. Not to forget about our friends in the NBA, MLB, and the gambling world. It's going to be a great week. All right, let's move on and introduce my co-hosts each and every week. I'm very thankful to work with them. Tyler Huffnagel, Michael Mackey. Huff, you're up first this week. I'm fired up. Not sure about you. Give me something good. What do you got? What's going on, everyone? Happy to be back. Episode 45. Uh, like you said, looking ahead, we got some NFL to talk about this week. It's going to uh, eat up most of the podcast this week. A lot to talk about in the NFL uh, MLB trade deadline this past week, so a uh, lot to get into. Mackie, what's going on with you? Going on, yeah, just just another week of just baseball. So uh, trying to get through another week, and uh, you know, another week closer to football. That's what we're all waiting on. So yeah, we got some football talk, got some uh, baseball talk, and that's basically what we're working with here. Yeah, I'm real excited about this week. I think we got a great slate going on. You guys think people are going to be betting on this Hall of Fame game a lot? I know we'll get into it a little later, but. Uh, and you'll have your degenerates that do, and I hate to say that because if any of us are going to think about placing a little wager on it for some Thursday night football action, but I've already seen, I guess we'll kind of get into it a little bit, but most of the guys aren't really going to be playing per usual preseason a Hall of Fame game at that. It's going to be basically like a XFL kind of game, like uh, lots of third string, second string guys. So uh, I think you'll see some action. Obviously, anytime it's posted on FanDuel, they're looking to get some plays on it. But I don't know if um, looking back, I'm excited to be, I'm excited for football to be back. I don't know if I'm that excited that I'm going to be placing a bet on the Hall of Fame game. I don't know about you, Mackie. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously going to have your degenerates that want to get bet on this game because they're so football-deprived that you've got to get one in there just to start the season off. But I definitely won't be gambling on this because you're flipping a coin at that point. I mean, you don't even know 90% of the players that are going to be out there. I just, I don't know. I think it's a real degenerate move to, to bet on yeah, the Hall of Fame game. It's like, I mean, if someone had to, if someone was like, you have to take something, here's a free bet on it. I mean, I'd just take the under. Just hope for no points because it's going to be a bunch of, like I said, third string guys, a lot of guys you never heard of. I mean, it's a good thing for them. They get their chance in the NFL, but that's about the the most that some of those guys will get. But as far as from a gambling standpoint, yeah, I'm going to be staying away. Have you looked at the line? I know it was like, what was it? Jags minus one. Now it's them plus one. It's Jags minus two and a half. Do you know what the over under is? 30 and a half. It's 30 and a half. <laughs> I saw it at 32 and then I checked the app and it went down to 30 and I was, or 30 and a half. And I was like, that's pathetic. Like, and I, I that is insane. Yeah. I, I mean, and if I, like I said, if I was going to take something, just give me the under. But it makes sense. like Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, there's not really much else to talk about with that. That's really my two cents on that. Yeah, that game's going to be a total mixed bag. 
And some sad news out of the NBA, 11-time champion, five-time league MVP, and NBA legend Bill Russell has passed away peacefully on Sunday at the age of 88. Very big loss here for the NBA legend, like we said. What do you guys got? Anything about that? I mean, he's basically just the most winningest player in major sports history. This guy played 13 seasons, 11 championships. He He's old. He played a while ago. He played in the 60s, I think, 50s and 60s. But uh, nonetheless, one of the best players this game has seen and uh, just tragic. Well, I guess it was uh, peacefully, but you never want to see someone go like that. Yeah, like you said, obviously a legend in the in the world of the NBA, eleven uh, time champ, a two two time national champion. Like all this dude did was win. So uh, definitely the he's just a winner. Yeah, definition like, of a winner. Eleven total titles between college and pro. Like I think he only played what thirteen years in the NBA. Eleven championships yeah. in thirteen years. Like insane. Yeah. So obviously, rest in peace, Bill Russell. But um, yeah, Celtics icon. You saw a lot of the love around the NBA, so it shows you what a guy like that means to the basketball world. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's actually going to wrap up all the NBA we got today. Moving on to the MLB. Another more sad news out of the MLB as well. Dodgers legendary announcer Ben Scully passed away this week at the age of 94. Scully called games for the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers for 67 seasons, ranging from 1950 to 2016. Great voice. I've heard him many, many times. What do you guys got? Obviously, another legend. I'll baseball this time, but uh, announcer coming from the, the booth, Vin Scully, for, like you said, 67 seasons. I didn't know that until I wrote that down, uh, looking up how many years he actually did it for them. That's unreal. He did that for that long, and obviously the legend that he was calling games. Tough to see him go, but 94 years old, that's a hell of a life. So rest in peace, Vince Scully. Two, two legends gone in one week. Yeah, terrible news. Uh, probably the most well-known broadcaster in – all sports history, if I would say, sixty-seven seasons. That's 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 ridiculous. Sixty-seven seasons of calling baseball games, and he moved from Brooklyn to LA to continue his legacy with the with the Dodgers. That's sick. Legendary voice, ninety-four years old. That's that's awesome. That's impressive. Honestly, love it. Love to hear it. All right, some more stuff out of the MLB. The Atlanta Braves signed third baseman Austin Riley to a 10-year extension worth $210 million. What do you guys think about that one? Not just him alone. The Braves are like could be like the next dynasty. They have the next I saw something in the next 7 years. They have the amount of players that they have locked up for the next 7 years is insane. Like Riley, Olsen, Acuña, Contreras, like that team is. Albies, dude, that team is going to be good for so long. They're yeah. going to be. They can easily be that. They're coming off a World Series win too. Yeah, they just won one one. That's this team is. That's going to be crazy. A lot of people this year kind of like you're hearing a lot of people picking like Mets, Yankees, 
Dodgers, a lot of people, Astros, a lot of people are sleeping on the Mets and or the uh, Braves, in my opinion, this year coming out of the NL. Hundred percent. They're a fucking powerhouse, like you just said. They have all those guys. I mean, locked up for the future, like you said, for the next couple of years. Atlanta is going to be loaded, and all these guys are like 24, 25, 26 years old. I think Olsen's twenty eight. Like, saw so all those players you just named. They're all in their twenties, young twenties. Yeah, they're they're stacked for years to come. That that team is something to be scared of. Yeah, definitely for sure. Big money for Austin Riley too, and like he deserves it. Tell the player he deserves it. Swan- Dansby Swanson, it. another great player for them. Like, got studs all around the lineup. Strider, Freed, yeah. like as, you could name their whole lineup, as a, their whole teams. As, as a Mets fan, I you don't you don't like to see it, but you know, hopefully we can compete with them for the next few years. Yeah, that's that'll be a, that'll be a good you know what I mean toe to toe matchup for the division. Yeah, definitely. We we haven't had something like that in a while, so yeah, you know we can get a Yankees Red Sox in the NL East. Love to see. Yeah, good stuff. Atlanta Braves. I agree with you, Huff. I think people are sleeping on them. You don't hear too much about them. Next up, Los Angeles. Angels pitcher Reed Detmers becomes the first pitcher in seven years with a no-hitter and an immaculate inning in the same season. Yeah, in my opinion, just another guy that's on the Angels that's, you know, Otani, Trout, and don't sign that big deal there, just kind of guys that are kind of waste parts of their career with the Angels. But I don't really know <laughs> too much about this guy, but obviously you pull a stat like that in seven years, that's definitely something to be proud of. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even – how did you even find this? I saw it on Twitter. I was like, damn, that's cr-. – and obviously this dude's been pretty nice this year, obviously, because like, whenever I saw you had the no-hitter earlier on this year and then he had the immaculate inning, I believe, at some point this past yeah. week. Yeah, so. Yeah, good for him. Sure. And with that, Astros acquire first baseman and outfielder Trey Mancini from the Orioles and catcher Christian Vasquez from the Boston Red Sox. This is actually kind of cool because the Red Sox were playing the Astros the other day and they were warming up and this came out as they were warming up. So he basically had to walk from one side of the field to the other side of the field to watch the game from there. Did you see they didn't have a uniform for him so he didn't go over there? Oh, he didn't? I, I didn't actually like know what he did. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, did. I was watching that game. That was the game that we had the, Red so- or that we had the Astros in that parlay and we lost. It was Monday. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 you're right. I was watching that game, and they were talking about Vasquez getting traded, and he was going to go over to the Astros' dugout, but they didn't have a uniform for him. Could you imagine him just walking in there like, what's up, guys? Yeah, like wearing his Red Sox shit. But basically the entire game, he was just like dapping up all the Red Sox players. Like, guys, this is my last time. They did interview him. He was like, yeah, I guess it's pretty cool. I get to just stay here. or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you get traded. This is your new team. You're already here. You know what I mean? Funny. Yeah, it's cool. That wasn't even the end of the series. They played them the next day. They play- Yeah, he hasn't pl- I don't think he played that. No, no, no. Yeah, Astros are a team to look out for, too, though. Obviously, year in and year out. But yeah. The, the team. Seems like every time we take them, though, they just fucking blow it. For real. I'd say there's about six teams in the league that can win a championship this year, and 
Astros are definitely one of them. Astros, Braves, Mets, Yankees, Dodgers. It's two out of the two out of the uh, American League, four out of the NL. Uh, the Padres just put themselves in the, in yeah, the conversation. Uh, yeah, Padres. They weren't, and they weren't, and it was there was five teams. Now there's six. Yeah. All right. Mets, Braves, Dodgers, Padres, Yankees, Astros. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the Padres. Yeah, and the Padres are making big moves. And first up, they acquire pitcher Josh Hader from the Milwaukee Brewers. And on top of that, they also acquire outfielder Juan Soto and first baseman Josh Bell from the Nationals in blockbuster trade on the last day of the trade deadline. Give up a huge package that is expected to include Robert Hassel, C.J. Abrams, Jackson Merrill, and Mackenzie Gore. With all this, Padres started out this week at plus 2,000 uh, to win the World Series, moving to plus 1,800 after getting Josh Hader, and then moving to a plus 1,100 after acquiring Josh Bell and Juan Soto. Big moves there in the betting world for the Padres. What do you guys got for me? All right, so, yeah, Juan Soto finds his home. Obviously, that's been the talk of the past couple of weeks in the MLB world. Uh, where is this 23-year-old stud going to end up? A former World Series champion two years ago, with their, three years ago with the Nationals, and uh, ends up in San Diego with a couple other kind of big names, Tatis, Machado, a nice big three over there in San Diego. Uh, I think a lot of good things coming out of them. Obviously, the Dodgers uh, – I believe I have a pretty commanding lead on the division out there, but Padres making a serious push, obviously going to looking to secure one of those wild card spots. If not win that division, make a run for it. But um, Padres, like you said, the world series odd shifting a serious, serious contender in the world series. Now um, in this package, I expected way more for Juan Soto. I don't know about you, Mackie and they get bell. I, I actually think that, the Padres raped them this trade. This isn't even fair. the Nationals could. Juan Soto's trade value was through the roof. They all, okay. They also got Luke Voigt and Eric Hosmer was supposed to be in the deal, but he went to the Red Sox. Yeah, I've, I've never no, been a huge. Yeah, he went to the Red Sox. I've never been a huge Hosmer guy. So like, and especially when you're getting Soto and Bell back, like, see ya. Yeah, I mean, it was brutal at the end of the day, but. I don't know. They could have got so much more. His trade value was higher than anybody in the league besides Otani. He's 23 years old. But, uh, yeah, Padres put themselves in the conversation for a World Series title this year with these with these moves. The, their lineup – hold on. I'm going to read you their uh, potential lineup. Playing the night. Read their lineup with, from the night. They're both playing the night. No, because because their potential lineup has Tatis in it. Oh, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake. Jay Cronenworth, Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Josh Bell, Will Myers, Gerrickson Profar, Austin Nola, Trent Grisham. There is not one player on that lineup that I'm comfortable pitching to. Yeah. That it's what do you how do you beat that lineup? I don't know. Um, they, they did. Okay. They yeah, I was checking because I have the. I bet the Padres tonight. I have a Padres and Dodgers parlay, but had it with the Cardinals. And they got fucking rained out, so it's just a two legger now. But plus one fourteen. Um, I'm looking. I was looking at. I was checking the score of the Padres game, and it was in the first inning. Uh, Soto got a base hit. Uh, he scored his first time around the first at bat up to or in San Diego, I guess I should say. So. Padres winning 6-1 uh, against the Rockies. So, 
seeing that dominance already. And like you said, they don't even have Tatis back. So this team's not even at their full potential. Yeah, this team's just uh, ridiculous right now. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. They they when it, when this trade happened, they said it's one of the biggest trades at the trade deadline in his, in MLB history. I think it's the biggest like robbery upset. Yeah, like the Nationals. If I'm a Nationals fan. How do you accept this? Like, did you see the list of players that the Nationals have lost over the past couple of years, Mackey? No, but Bryce Harper on that Harper, list. Harper, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Scherzer, Rendon, Scherzer. All they have left is Strasburg. Crazy that team won that, that team won a World Series three years ago. Mm-hmm. Now they're by far the worst team in the league. Yeah, people forget they had Trey Turner. Yeah, I forgot that actually. And Rendon, I mean Rendon was a part of that World Series team. He kind of, like I said, he was one of those guys that just went to the Angels, took the huge contract, robbed them. You can't blame him. I think he gets like thirty, twenty, thirty million dollars a year. So, uh, and in LA, I don't think anyone's saying no to that deal. So. But yeah, the guys that the Nationals have lost, you look at that list, they're, I mean, that I just told you, it's unreal. Like, I mean, to me being a Pirates fan, like, my expectations are set to a certain point year in and year out. And like, but when you have a guy like Soto on your team, like, that's kind of like when the Pirates had McCutcheon in his younger years and he won the uh, unanimous MVP and he was kind of one of the, you know what I mean? Arguably a top player in the MLB. Yeah. Like, you can't, the way McCutcheon left here, it was, the money thing, it wasn't going to work out. Clearly, the Nationals had the money to pay him. There's other issues there. It's like he wasn't happy with what's the whole culture of the team, what's going on around him. He doesn't think that, you know, they're going to be contenders for the years coming. He sees all these guys leaving. And he's like, well, you can keep your 440. I'm out of here no matter what. So, I mean, if I'm a Nationals fan, yeah. it's a whole different type of frustration, I think, with your, with your management and your front office. It's like letting these guys just leave. Especially with what this trade package gets. Like, all we were talking about is the trade package the team is going to get for Soto, and they get this. With Josh Bell. That's what I mean. Like, that, I'm like, Josh Bell's Josh Bell. I'm biased to him because he was a pirate and I love him. Like, you get Soto, arguably, like you said, the second, if not the best young player in baseball. Otani would judge wherever you want to go. Soto's one of the best young players in baseball. That's not an argument. And, and you add a guy like a bat like Josh Bell that can just go yard at any at any plate appearance. It's like yeah, building a stack team. Yeah. Like Voit's another one. He was, I mean, he was good because he was a Yankee that what last year, and then he went to the Padres, and I totally forgot he went to the Padres. And every time I was watching a Padres game this year, I was like, oh yeah, he's a Padre. And I just feel like he went zero for three, zero for four every time I watched a Padres game. I feel like the only reason I know him is because he was a Yankee. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. He was a Yankee, and then he got his deal, and now he's just going to career bounce around. Yeah. Speaking of a guy like that, well, not really like that, but Matt Vogelbach, Mackie, the Mets got off the Pirates. He, did you see him hit his home run the other night or the other day? He had a grand sl- Dude, he hit a grand slam today. Yeah, yeah, it was today. This morning. He's he's good. Like he's a little. He's yeah, a little I don't, I don't know what I don't. 
I don't know how I feel about him. He also that was like his second hit since he's been here. First day he did, he was doing pretty good. I watched the Mets at his first game. Yeah, he got a base hit. Yeah, and he scored a run. But I don't know. I feel like he, dude. Like I feel like he's so easy to get out. Dude, he's so he has to be. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> He's fucking he huge, bro. You He's imagine, a bowling ball. Could you imagine Scherzer on the mound being like, come on. <laughs> Literally, he could be staring at him like, bro, do you really think you're going to hit a, hit one of my pitches? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the faster they come in, the faster they come out the bat. So. Exactly. He's that kind of player. He's just like, just fucking out. yard. Yeah. Like, I don't have to run if it's out of play. Yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the MLB. That's really going to – oh, I got Soto, obviously a Padre, definitely contenders now. So, um, a lot to talk about as we get down to the bit with the with the MLB season as we move into September and um, obviously October for the playoffs. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of good MLB stuff coming here into the playoffs. <clears throat> Real excited about it. Little point here in the betting world, we welcome the state of Massachusetts to the stand. Lawmakers have reached an agreement that will make the Bay State the 31st U.S. state to legalize sports betting. So another good one there to add to the list. And with that, let's jump. You guys want to say anything about that? Just another win for gambling. That's about it. Another win for gambling. Love that. And with that, let's jump right into the NFL. First up, actually, we got one point. F1 stars. Sir Lewis Hamilton has officially joined the ownership group of the Denver Broncos. Pretty good name to add to the list there. I like him. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, obviously, whenever you, I just feel like whenever you get that rich, it's just like I just want to buy an NFL team. And that would yeah, be my goal. So like, if I got that rich, I don't give a shit who's for sale. I want in. For real. They all make money. Be so fun. It'd be like playing fucking like CA football Madden in real life. Like you're fucking yeah, I'm the owner. All right, first up, let's go through some signings. DK Metcalf gets paid. Seattle Seahawks and Metcalf reached a three year seventy two million dollar extension. Gets a wide receiver record with a thirty million dollar signing bonus. Yeah, DK, uh another one of the wide receivers from the I believe it's two thousand nineteen draft class that uh, gets his new contract, and uh, it's with the Seattle Seahawks. Going to stay up in Seattle despite uh, the departure of Russ. I think obviously from Met, guys like Metcalf deserve the money. A second rounder. Um, not too many guys had faith in him, his ability in the NFL, and um, uh, for him to fall to the second round, I thought it was going to be a steal for whoever got him. And obviously, uh, he's worked out tremendously in the NFL and. Uh, that's why he's going to get a, like you said, a wide receiver record, $30 million signing bonus, and uh, $72 million over three years. Yeah, this guy's proved for the past few years that he's been able to be a beast. And just look at the guy. You can already tell he's a beast. But, you know, he's, he made his money. He's a young kid making his money. So he can suffer for the next three years on a miserable Seattle team and then sign elsewhere with a good, better franchise. Yeah, and like I don't know, do you? I I just feel like Seattle's kind of game plan right now is quarterback next year in the draft. Like they're pretty consistent right now with Drew Locke. 
at least from what most people are saying on Twitter and what most people are saying on ESPN. Uh, you're hearing a lot of dude. Geno Smith could Geno Smith could start. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're hearing a lot of they're very comfortable with uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith up there. Um, like with obviously with what we talked about last week with Geno or with Geno, Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco with uh, them announcing that they're going to be going with Trey Lance and this is going to be Trey Lance's team. A lot of people were saying, does Jimmy go to Seattle? Is San Francisco willing to trade them? In, willing to trade Jimmy in the division? since there's not really too many trade destinations for him at this point. And I think most people or most uh, insiders are believing that the 49ers are going to kind of hold on to him for the set or for the time being, see if there's maybe an injury throughout training camp, throughout preseason, uh, maybe drive that price up a little bit on Jimmy. And uh, who knows, you might see another team go after a guy like Jimmy just to get into a little bit of his current situation. But yeah, DK up in Seattle, I, I was a little surprised to see him be like, very committed on there, but I mean, good to him. He doesn't really guess he doesn't really care. He's playing quarterback if he's getting 72 million over three years. Yeah, he can't, can't make a complain at that point. Yeah, but I don't know. I think, I think that team's one of the worst five teams in the league this year. Yeah. Sadly. He'll get his catches, he'll get his touchdowns, but not much more going for that team. It's a shame. Alrighty, next up, arguably the biggest talk of the 2022 NFL offseason has re-signed with the San Francisco 49ers. Wide receiver, wide receiver Debo Samuel signs a three-year, $71.55 million extension, including $58.1 million in guarantees. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gone on and on multiple times about how valuable of a player this guy is, and he deserves every penny that he got, so... I don't know. I've I've expressed I've expressed how I feel about him. I think his value goes beyond almost every other player in this league. And um, yeah, that's about it. Good for him. He deserves it. Yeah, like you said, hell of a player. Um, what he brings to the offense of San Francisco, I think specifically next year, uh, going with Trey Lance and what he can bring to that offense. I think there's a lot of good things coming out of San Francisco next year. Um, dude, I've been eyeing that's on like Trey Lance, this, that, like, I don't know. I'm starting to really think Trey Lance is going to have a big year next year. I think Debo coming back is a big part of that. I know he's playing in a really tough division, but that only makes up six of your 17 games. So he has 11 other games that he can, you know what I mean, make do with. Um, but I think Trey Lance is going to have a hell of a year next year. It's a guy like Debo back, happy, back in camp. Um, yeah, good for him. He gets to stay in San Francisco, too. I think that's the biggest thing is because when this first uh, started out, it was he wanted traded, wanted traded, and it was going to be where does he go. I remember I was saying like Baltimore, Green Bay, um, and then always there's that random team that comes in, like a Miami for the Tyree Kill situation like that. We didn't know that was in the works, but um, – Bo gets to stay with the Niners. Niners are going to run it back this year, but obviously with the young Trey Lance, at quarterback, and see what it can do for him. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Interesting thing that I saw on Twitter after this news broke about Debo, A.J. Brown tweeted, basically all four of us got the same contract and I'm the only one that got traded. Yeah, yeah keep believing it was me. Anywho, go Birds. 
Yeah, they did almost basically get twenty five million a year. Yeah. It, I mean, and then we'll get into this next thing. Obviously, with Debo and DK, I mean that completes it. The top five wide receivers from the two thousand nineteen draft class have all signed their new deals this off season, and said at Metcalf seventy two over three. Over three years, Debo seventy one point five over three years. Terry McLaurin seventy one million over three years. AJ Brown a hundred million over four years, and then Hunter Renfro thirty two million over two years. Obviously, a little bit lower money, but sixteen million. Uh, hell of, I mean, you can't. No one's saying no to that. So, uh, the top five guys from that draft class get paid, uh, and AJ Brown even the only one out of those five guys that had to get rated. Yeah, I mean, they all balled out for their, since 2019, so they all deserve the money that they're getting. And, These guys are all special. Yeah, and Hunter Renfro in a little bit of different of a situation with the addition of uh, Devontae. Yeah. So. All these guys are studs. Like, I, I am surprised to see Terry McLaurin end up staying in Washington. I think that was the one that I really thought, after A.J. Brown got moved, I thought it was very realistic that something could happen with Either DK or Terry McLaurin. Obviously, all these guys are represented by the same agent, I believe, other than I'm not sure about Renfro, but Metcalf, Debo, McLaurin, and A.J. Brown are all represented by the same guy. This dude had a hell of an offseason getting all these dudes deals. Um, but Yeah, he got paid, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's getting his percentage. Huge. But I really thought, I really thought Scary Terry was going to end up somewhere else. Not really too excited to see him back in Washington with Carson Wentz. I'd really like to see him maybe go somewhere else, but uh, that's what you get with the NFL. These guys are going to take their money and absolutely should. So, um, obviously, like we said, AJ is the only one that had to leave, and he, I think, might be in arguably a better situation in Philly for for him with the kind of offense that they're looking to run. So, I don't know if I would look at it as necessarily a bad thing if I was AJ Brown, but. Maybe he didn't want to leave Tennessee, but that's that's any you know what I mean, not here nor there, but all done. These guys all got paid, like you said, so um yeah, that's gonna do it for that little segment for those guys. Heck yeah. Love seeing all those guys signing nice deals. Good stuff. Next up, defensive end Carlos Dunlap has signed a one year eight million dollar deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Good little one year. This is a big addition for the Chiefs. Um, he came in to Seattle a year or two ago, came over from Cincinnati to Seattle, and he stepped in. He's a hell of a player, hell of an addition for that Seattle defense that was kind of uh, lacking a couple years past the Legion of Boom years, trying to get a couple guys in there to fill in some gaps. And Lap went there, and obviously uh, he was a very good edge rusher for them. Uh, over the past couple of years, uh, he's going to go to a team like the Chiefs that has a chance to obviously win the Super Bowl next year, compete for it. So um, another corner can be a cornerstone of that defense. So um, obviously I keep forgetting Kansas City lost guys. Like obviously everyone knows they lost Tyreek Hill, uh, but they lost Tyron Matthew to New Orleans. Um, so like they're looking to get guys on the defensive side of the ball. Dunlap doesn't replace Tyron Matthew, obviously a defense end and a safety, but you know what I'm saying. Just trying to get some names back there. I boost up the run support if you're kind of lacking in the pass support. Yeah, definitely. 
and heading home to Pittsburgh, the Steelers and Chris Boswell, the fourth most accurate kicker in NFL history, have agreed to a four-year, $20 million contract extension with $12.5 million guaranteed. Love Chris Boswell. Good for the Steelers. Uh, what do you think? You, uh, you said it, fourth most accurate kicker in NFL history. Um, he's been obviously one of the most consistent players on the Steelers roster over the past so many years. See him get another four to see him get this four year deal and know he'll be around uh, for the foreseeable future. Obviously, a good thing for Steeler fans and Steeler Nation. So, um, glad to have this guy back. Heck yeah. Yeah, this guy, he's a beast, honestly. Fantasy football to uh, the actual real NFL, but uh, he's definitely one of the best kickers in the league. And, you know, it's always nice to have a trustworthy kicker. Name, name. Who's your top three kickers? No order in the NFL. Oh my god! See, like you, there's more than like three that are like so consistent that you can like count on. Like last last but, year, people are gonna throw in a guy like McPherson. Obviously, Tucker is always gonna be in there. Like, see, but I, I would have never said McPherson if you're not counting the playoffs because I honestly didn't even really like. No one knew about him until the playoffs. He didn't. He didn't he didn't stand out in the regular no, season. No, no, no. How would you say? You, would you, would you... Those are my three, and uh, are those are. Le- I definitely have Bo- I definitely have Boswell and Tucker. Then I feel like there's someone I'm forgetting, like Tucker, obviously. Maybe the Rams. Like, what about Young Ho Koo, bro? Yeah, he's a stud. Miss for shit. Like the most accurate kickers in the past like three years. You don't throw a Jeff Reed in there. Who? No. Paper towel boy? I don't know if Mackie even knows who Jeff Reed is. J- uh, Mackie. Jeff, Jeff Reed attacked. Uh, he was our kicker for a couple years back when we won the Super Bowl. In... I think it's the Seahawks. We were like seven. Yeah. yeah. Nuts. Oh, my Jesus. God. And he uh, attacked a paper towel holder at Sheets. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> was he on drugs? I think so, yeah. Okay, there's someone we're forgetting. Yeah, that's why I, uh, I I don't know, dude. You got Tucker. I think Tucker's Tucker? obviously number one. Harrison Bucker. Nah. Maybe. Not the guy on the Chargers that missed the kick in the last game of the season that would have sent them to overtime. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Well, oh, um. It's crazy, though, to think there's that many good kickers in the AFC North. Boswell, Tucker, McPherson. Now, obviously, he made a name for himself in the playoffs, but I don't even know who the hell the Browns kicker is, but three out of four studs. Impressive. Yeah, I don't know. That's why most AFC North games, it's just all defense, and the score is like 13 to 6. Yeah, so you bet it, and then it's like 35 to 20. And then Lamar goes for 505 touchdowns against the Browns. <laughs> and the Browns come back. Final <laughs> score like 38. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow last year put up like a thousand passing yards in two games against the Ravens. Yeah, I did see that. Did you see the, the interview of him after the season? He was like, no, I like playing the Ravens. No, he said that the Ravens said that he can't. He can't throw or something like that. He's not going to be able to pass on us. Yeah, and then he was like, no, I, I like playing the Ravens. 
He said something about it after the season. He, was like, he literally said, he said, because it was on the Full Send podcast. He goes, no, I like playing the Ravens. He goes, have you seen my stats against yeah. them? That's what it was. He was on Full Send. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, obviously. Because he said he doesn't he doesn't do a lot of podcasts, so that's probably the yeah, way they you, say they say he's a pretty quiet him. dude. Like uh Sam he's, Sam Hubbard has been on part of my take. Like a couple of the Bengals guys throughout their playoff run were on part of my take and busting with the boys. Uzama was just on busting with the boys and obviously being with the Bengals last year, he said uh Burrow is a very like reserved dude, like doesn't really even be quiet on the team. But they he's like when Burrow starts talking to the team, like Everyone sits down and shuts fuck up. Like, he doesn't talk much, but it's like, you know what I mean? When he does, it means business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he says he, he said he doesn't like like the fame. I can see that. Little, small small town enough. Ohio guy. Yeah, exactly. He says, you, well, think about it. He can't go anywhere, dude. Anywhere he goes in Cincinnati and you are getting small. That's what, like, most pro athletes say, like, going home isn't always the best thing for your career. You have to be able to handle playing in your hometown. You got fucking friends asking yeah. you for tickets every fucking night. Hey, let me get this. Let me get this. Are you in town? You know what I mean? Like, whereas when you're playing in Calgary, Sacramento, like we're from New York and Pittsburgh, like, you know what I mean? When you're on the other side of the country, like, you don't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. He's probably sitting there like, I mean, he's kind of like Sid and like a lot of these athletes that just put the blinders on and just act like they don't hear it. Um, but like, you know what I mean? You're definitely getting texts and calls. His parents are probably like, Hey, we get tickets to the game this week. Like, you know how annoying that would get? <laughs> yeah. Fifth cousin yeah, you yeah, haven't I talked understand. to since you're, you've never even talked to. He found you on familytree.com calling you. Hey, can I get some tickets to the Steeler game on week 15. Dude, who are you? Like, yeah. Dude, who are, are you? Who are you? Where have you been my whole life? And now you have my number. Delete this phone number. But I don't even know how we got to that. Boswell somehow. I asked who the best kickers were. That's how. Kickers. Kickers. Yeah. Um. Kicker. Boswell. I'm going coo slash Bucker. All right. I, I, I like that. Honorable mention to one of them, whoever had worse stats. That's or did the Braves lose today? Yeah, they lost three yeah, one. I, I had I Phillies. Dude, listen to this bad beat, bro. Listen to this bad beat. So I had Phillies first five, and I had them full game. They obviously won full yeah. game. Fifth they inning, lost right? Full five because I just saw them hit that home run in the eighth. Dude, fifth inning. First of all, top of the fifth inning, Phillies have a great chance to score runners on second and third. Don't produce. I'm like, all right, just get out of this fifth inning. When? When they had runners on second and third. It was one out, second and third. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get a run here. I was like, all right. Didn't get a run. Fuck off. It was 0-0. And bottom five, one out, two out, no no sweat whatsoever. 0-2 count. I'm looking at my phone. I'm not watching. I'm looking at my phone. And... It's like 0-2 oh, count. And then I'm just sitting on the screen and waiting for it to refresh. It says 1-2 count, 2-2 two, two count. So I'm like, he's going to throw him a fucking meatball down the fucking middle of the pipe and he's going to hit it out. I see. It literally says, 
hits a fly ball to right field. I'm waiting for the score to change. It fucking changed to one nothing. I was like, that is the worst beat I've ever oh. had, like ever. I think two strikes, two outs, nobody on. Yeah, that's oh that my god, brutal. it was brutal, dude. I was so pissed off. I was like, that's like the worst beat of all time. And I was like praying for a it's baseball for you. I was just checking the score of the Padres game yeah, again. Yeah. They're up nine to one. Soto Soto yeah, has a okay. run and Bell has two runs. So immediate offensive impact wow. from the trade. Immediate impact, yeah. No hits, no hits. Yeah, no hits. They're getting on they're getting on base. They have three three drawn walks combined, but no hits. Wow. I'm scared of him. Like you said, Mackie. No one wants to pitch at him. Nobody wants to pitch to that lineup. Powerful. All right, one last signing. Mackey's Cowboys sign linebacker Anthony Barr from the Minnesota Vikings on a one-year deal. What do you think, Mackey? Yeah, I couldn't find the uh, the price on this. What they got him? I like it. He's a good. He's a good. Uh, he's a good player. He, he is. A we good player. um. He actually had the same contract apparently from the Vikings and turned it down. So hopefully, he's passionate about playing for Dallas. We uh we have we have some issues right now. A lot of people are starting to press the panic button on, on Dallas this season, but you know, I I don't really think we're gonna have any problems this year. I think it's a good sign, it's a good start for our start for our season and we should be good. We have we have a few uh injuries at the wide receiver position. Yeah. That's kinda of why everyone's freaking James out. James Washington but, fractured foot. Yeah, he's out six to eight weeks. Uh what's his face? Fucking uh, gallops out week one, and everyone's freaking out about that. I'm like, it's one like week. He's injured. I feel like he's injured weeks. all the time. He, it's always like mild injuries where it's like it gets him out, it sits him out a game or two. Yeah, and then by the end of the season, he misses like five games. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking his stats at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, like you said, Bar. Yeah, I didn't hear that he turned down a deal from the Vikings, so that's interesting. Obviously, uh, like you said, could be looking to get a change of scenery, go play with a guy like, or be led by a guy like Dak instead of a guy like Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, that's always a possibility. Um, I think that's very likely in this kind of situation. Maybe he feels like he has a better chance. Um, Packers basically a fucking hammer down favorite for the division up there in the NFC North. So. Looking to maybe come down to the Cowboys, Parsons, Diggs. They know all the guys on defense in Dallas. So, uh, just another big name on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I was wrong. It wasn't the Vikings that offered him. It was the Broncos. That's interesting. But you know, it's still a yeah, it's still a, that's a that's a exciting team to go to right now. So that says even more. That's interesting. Yeah, that yeah. does say even more. He fr- we don't know if he's from anywhere down there. I okay. have no idea. Oh, I honestly don't care enough to look it up right now, but... Uh, yeah, I can look it up real quick. I got it right is, here. Yeah, Denver, that changes things. Like A team like you said, Denver, that's on the up and coming, you get a guy like Russ. and um, You get a guy like Russ, yeah. He's from South Bend, Indiana. Okay. But raised in Los Angeles. So, no, nothing to do with it. He went to UCLA. Yeah, but you can do it for the signings. Yep, that's going to do it for the signings. Let's shift over to some news in the NFL. 
First up, we got Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray says on Thursday, I refuse to let my worth ethic be in question when talking about the clause in his contract requiring him to complete four hours of independent study per week. Cardinals then announced later that week that that contract has been removed, or that clause has been removed from his contract. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I told you last week, remember when this came up, we talked about it last week, and I saw this, like, the day after, but I said there's no way that you're signing a guy like this who has proved nothing that actually has, like, issues with that. And I'm pretty sure this this just kind of proved that he's never really had a problem with that. Uh, I think it just looks, in my opinion, this just looks bad at this point. Like, don't put it in if you're going to take it away. You're setting a yeah, precedent for other players that aren't Kyler point. Murray. Oh, Kyler Murray got out of his clause in his contract. I can get out of my clause. Just by just by a little yeah, statement. Just by going to the media and crying to the media that you don't that you want to play video games more. <laughs> All the people making the memes with him with like the Kyler Murray stats before Call of Duty comes out, after Call of Duty comes out. I was dying reading Twitter that day. You see all those? Like it's actually it's true though. No, I didn't. He averages twenty five fantasy points before Call of Duty comes out, and after Call of Duty comes out, it drops to seventeen. And it's like that's 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 a stat. That's like insane because like that that like adds up, including playoffs. They're averaging his fantasy score. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like significant drop off. Yeah, it makes you think. Tyler. Get it too together, much Warzone, buddy. You better be good if you're playing this much. I mean, I know he's with FaZe, but, like, also a big name. I feel like FaZe will just sign any, like, pro athlete that says they play video games now. Yeah. Like, like basically, right now, if LeBron posted a picture on Instagram of him playing, like, Madden, I feel like FaZe would be like, hey, LeBron – you want a contract? We'll get we'll get you a contract. You want to you want to put this hoodie on for ten minutes? They would be jumping up and down on their hands and maybe on their hands and knees. Oh my and god! Well, they them. got his son already. Johnny's with Phase. Exactly that father son yeah, duo. It'd be, get it before the NBA. <laughs> what a yeah, what a story that up. would be coming out of the esports league. They just say fuck basketball. I just keep seeing, and we're literally at the point of summer. I keep seeing people betting on esports, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that I can't do. I don't know how you could. Betting on some random fucking kid they've never seen in their life play Call of Duty. Actually, I'm not going to lie. During COVID, I was so deprived that, like, this website like ran like a a week like a Madden league and you could gamble on it and I I did <laughs> and I I lost yeah, I, bet you did. <laughs> I was like bro I, I, I took 50 dollars on it and I was like right, if I lose I'm just never playing again it was like so rigged bro like I was like are you serious yeah. and I lost I was so pissed Mackie were those those like Madden sims I honestly couldn't tell you what it was because I don't really remember that well, but I just I just remember like throwing money on something like that. Yeah, it was like a simulated game. It was like nobody was playing it. It was like they just like CPU'd on both teams and they just played the game out. 
Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. And I think like DraftKings has stuff for that now. Low key. Oh, it may, well, it one, one of the sports books. COVID. It's ridiculous. It's so funny. That is crazy to like think back on. Like, they're like, damn, I need football. I'm like, Dude, we went that long without anything. Yeah, it was uh, pretty bad. But the bubble was the best bubble, thing ever. Dude, that bubble. Like, there, bubble bat. Dude, bubble basketball was like the the peak of gambling. That honestly was so uh, that yeah, I did so good on that in that entire fucking playoffs. Because the best teams always yeah. won. The best basketball players won the game because there's no pressure. You're just yeah. hitting shots. So obviously, like the best players are gonna do the best. Like LeBron. That's why Jimmy Butler was fucking dropping yeah. 45 points. Yeah, but that was uh, that was peak gambling, in my opinion. We rambled on to the NBA a little bit, but to get back to the Cardinals, Jesse, you want to read this about? <laughs> yeah, next up also with the Cardinals wide receiver Marquise Brown was arrested and charged with criminal speeding on Wednesday morning in North Phoenix, Arizona. Tough, Good for him. tough news for him. Obviously, not something you want to do after getting acquired by a, t- a team and coming to a new city. Not necessarily the name you want to make for yourself, but um, it's just for what it's worth. Obviously, I don't think any action is going to come from the NFL, but yeah, good news. So, makes new if it makes news, this we're probably going to talk about, it, especially in the NFL right now. We're just itching to get back to football, so. Yeah, this is, this guy is just fucking stupid. Whatever, give him the fucking ticket and make him he's pay his fine. He's probably going to do it again two years, in two years. Exactly, exactly. Big one. Yeah, and uh, the ruling that we have all been looking for and waiting for uh, throughout the majority of this past NFL season and this um, NFL off season is Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, receiving a six-game suspension on Monday morning after Officer Sue L. Robinson uh, announced her ruling. NFL then announced on Wednesday that they will appeal the ruling made by Judge Robinson. Um, Mackie, I'll kind of start on this. I have a little bit of notes that I took down. Um, so if we're initially – go ahead. Well, say, just, just say quickly that the NFL did appeal this today. Yeah, 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 they did. They uh, officially, it's a they officially were appealing, which everyone saw it coming. But I don't know if anything's going to come of that. But yeah, keep on going. So initially, uh, if it if the six game suspension would have stood, uh, Watson was going to be able to return to practice week four, and then obviously, uh, like we said, uh, the league announcing today, Wednesday, that they're going to appeal this and uh, overrule uh, Robinson's uh, Judge Robinson's ruling on this. Uh, I'm hearing that, or what I saw on Twitter and kind of around the sports world today. Uh, the league reportedly uh, wants an indefinite suspension for Watson with the minimum amount of games being one season. The NFL's appeal will also include a monetary fine. Money is now a significant part of the equation per uh, Jeff Darlington of ESPN. Of course, I say Roger Goodell has not decided whether uh, he will rule on an appeal or if he will appoint a designee. So uh, obviously more to come of this. Um, Roger Goodell could announce a new suspension and a fine. Sean Watson could uh, then appeal that and take it to court. Uh, then obviously a lot more dirt. You're going to wonder if more stuff's going to come of this situation or uh, if Deshaun Watson 
was just going to accept the ruling that Goodell gives him. You have to wonder if he gets like eight games and a lot of money. Maybe Watson just pays it and is like, uh, this is better than missing a whole other year of football. You just signed the big deal, but obviously guy doesn't want to miss two years of football. Two years out of football, you got to wonder if uh, he has the ability to come back. Yeah, so uh, what do you think of this ruling? Six games, like obviously everyone keeps saying six games for Alvin Ridley for gambling, six games for D-Hop for like a slight amount of PEDs, and then Sean Watson gets six games. I think Goodell's going to come in and fucking lay the hammer down on him and just obviously give him like what I said or close to it. I still think I thought initially it was going to be 10 or 10 or 12, like somewhere in there, like half more than half of the season. Um, but I think Goodell wants his money and that's why he's going to overrule uh, what she has to say in this initial six game ruling. So I think Goodell is more looking at the money coming in. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't, I don't think you're going to get a whole season. I would be shocked if he did get the whole season or this indefinite, uh, whatever they're calling indefinite suspension with the minimum being one season. They're not necessarily coming out and saying that he would be suspended for one season. It would be announced as an indefinite suspension. So it could be longer, could be shorter, but I'm definitely not looking good when you get that title. Yeah, no, definitely not. He could, uh, he can definitely get get himself into trouble yeah. here. And like, I mean, we'll look at the football side of it, just because obviously this is a sports podcast. So, um, say he does, we'll just look back at the the six games. Say he does miss six games, and say Goodell just comes in and says, "I want ten million. You can still miss six games, but I want ten million. So, look at the football side of things, and like. The Browns come out of those six games, go three and three. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers both started the 2021 season at three and three. I made it to the conference championship. Obviously, a little bit of different scenario with the new quarterback with Watson and uh, coming to Cleveland. But um, definitely six games just shows if you can kind of sit at 500, you're definitely not out of the playoff push. Chiefs winning their division last year. Yeah, but you got to you got to win those three games. Like. Let's go over those first six games real quick to see like what what we think the Sean Watson list Browns team could do. I was looking at the, okay, so do you looking at their do you think they win week one again? Head, who do they play week one? Do you think they win week one against Baker Mayfield and the Panthers? I don't know. I'm starting to I'm starting to sway, I'm starting to sway my opinion, but I was initially leaning Panthers, so I'm gonna go Panthers. I, I think I think Panthers I think Panthers win that game. Okay, you beat the Jets. Do you beat the Steelers? Is it in Pittsburgh? No, but it's a night game. Primetime game with the quarterback that yeah. has probably no not. confidence? Probably not. Probably not. Okay, you, you go to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Probably win that one. Two and two. You lose to the Chargers, you lose to the Patriots. That's what I said. I texted my cousin and I said the Patriots, or I said the Browns go two and four without Watson. And then you got to go to and the Ravens got next week. Loss. Not looking good for the Browns. I've been saying it all off season. The Browns fan. Yeah, and then, dude, dude, they got the Bills, the Bucks. And then they get the gauntlet. They do not have an easy. They do not have an easy schedule after that. So I don't know. This team, this team could 
really suffer from those six games. Sean Watson's not there. Yeah, they're going to. They're definitely going to feel that the the suspension of him. And Set has stepped in before. No discount to him as a player, but obviously the step down. You get a guy like Watson, and even you got to wonder if uh, maybe they wish they still had Baker. I know it wasn't really looking good with uh, things with him between them and the front office, but. Uh, letting him go, they're gonna have to play him week one. He could hand them their first L of the season. Yeah, definitely gonna be a game. That's definitely must. That's a must see game for me. A week one, um, some some upsetting. Must gamble yeah, that's, on that's game. That's definitely a must. Must gamble on game. And the the Panthers right now are a home dog. So I've been eyeing the Panthers odds throughout most of the off season since the week one odds came up. Actually interested to see how it changed. I haven't checked it now that the Watson rolling is kind of like more happening. I haven't even checked it since Monday when the six games yeah. came out. So I'll have to check that. I I think I think that week one line is already out of play with Sean Watson. I think they're already playing it as yeah, yeah, not yeah, being yeah, available. Sure. Like they've been even like from the yeah. beginning. Yeah, moving over to the AFC West, the Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick suffered a torn ACL at Broncos camp on Tuesday. Sadly, he will miss the entirety of the 2022 season. A tough loss for the Broncos. Obviously, like I've been saying, Russ goes to Denver, has all those uh, weapons there. Obviously, they lost Fant in the trade for Russ, but Judy and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, three very nice receivers for him, and he's going to lose – a Patrick for the season to a torn ACL. You hate to see that, but every year training camp injuries happen and uh, sucks. To, I mean, sucks, but it's part of the game. And uh, best of luck to him. We'll see him back next year. He's a hell of a player. Tough, tough loss for the Broncos, though. Yeah, second day of pads. You just hate to see it. Always somebody, like Huff says, always one person that's got to get injured for the whole season. Yeah. And Buck Center, but, uh, Ryan Jensen tore his ACL too, I believe. No, it's just brutal here. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's a good player. Bounce back next year. His team next year. Heck, yeah. Hope to see him back as soon as possible there. The FL has taken away the Miami Dolphins' 2023 first-round draft pick and their 24 third-round draft pick. For tampering, Dolphins owners... Stephen Ross has also been had $1.5 million and is suspended until October 17th. Yeah, uh, tough fine for an NFL owner of $1.5 million. This is the same guy that just hosted that F1 race down in Miami, so you got to wonder how much money he made off of that. Uh, and obviously owning the Dolphins, this dude just raking in the cash, and it's a $1.5 million fine and can't go to his – his own stadium until October 17th. Like that's a tough, a tough suspension for an NFL owner. You know, they're getting their, their picks taken away from them, the first round and third round pick. But um, like, I just feel like it's like a weird suspension. Obviously what they were doing is people that don't know, like talking with Tom Brady throughout the, the season, um, the 2019 season and 2021 season, it was throughout the parts when he was with the Patriots I was there was talks of him becoming a player, coach, owner, or however you want to say it. Like you know what I mean. All three roles come in by parts of the team. Obviously, the starting quarterback and a coach on the team. So that obviously ended up not happening. He ends up in Tampa Bay, where he's been for the past two, three seasons, whatever it's been. 
and there was again talks i guess um in the past and then in 2021 when he was with tampa bay about him potentially going back or come, coming to miami and completing this again and uh, i guess the nfl got their fingers on it and they found it and our the broncos are going to be or broncos dolphins are like Mackie said, guilty of uh, tampering. Interesting. Crazy stuff, honestly. All righty, and Hop, you want to wrap us up here with your uh, Mason Rudolph stuff? All right, and this past week, we had a little bit of news coming out of Steelers training camp, obviously, of the situation that the Steelers have going on right now. At the, with the quarterback position on the depth chart, obviously first-year quarterback Kenny Pickett that they selected with the 20th overall pick in this past draft. Mason Rudolph, a guy that's been here for the past couple of years, is Ben Roethlisberger's backup. And um, obviously Mitch Trubisky, a guy that we brought in here on a two-year, $14 million deal. And asked about why he was moved to the third string um, at training camp yesterday. Mason Rudolph had this to say about his position on the depth chart. Um, I, no, I, I, uh, I think I think it's about how you approach it. And, and, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure I'll get some one reps here at some point. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm. I don't. I don't really. I, I think they don't. I mean, coaches, myself, I don't really care who I'm going against. Um, you know what? I, I care. Hey, what, what kind of spirit do you have? What kind of a leader are you? Can you can you can you elevate the game the, the, the game of younger players? <clears throat> um, or are you going to kind of, you know, settle down uh, and, and play to that level? Are you going to, are you going to raise their playing potential? So that, that's what I tried to do. Obviously, the gist of that is him saying that he thinks he's going to be getting some one reps here soon. Um, Jesse, you can kind of edit out the ins and outs of that, but that's kind of the gist of what I wanted out of that. But my favorite part about NFL training camps is when coaches, there's the cliche of like, no, no one's a starter. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's going to get his reps. This guy's going to get his reps. Like, Jason Rudolph, you've been here for a couple of years. With the, I just said the situation. You take a guy in the first round, you bring in a guy on two-year deal, a veteran that's been there, done that in the past couple of years in Trubisky. Um, I don't think you're going to be – you might get one reps in training camp, but you know what I mean? Come time for regular season on the depth chart, I wouldn't expect to see too much out of Mason Rudolph. Yeah, it's interesting. I just feel like every year you get a story like this out of training camp where, like, a coach is like, positions out, you know what I mean? It's an open position. We don't care. You know what I mean? This guy has a lot to learn. You know, all of the, It's a competition. It's a quarterback competition. It's like, yeah, it's a competition, but one guy is, like, clearly better. Kind of like what's going on in Baker with Baker Mayfield right now. Like, people are saying Sam Darnold's out playing Baker Mayfield at camp in Carolina, but, like, we all know Baker Mayfield's going to be the yeah, starter there. exactly. It's like I, I mean, I think at this point I think Trubisky's gonna be the Steelers starter and like I just think that's what's gonna happen. It's Trubisky's job to lose. All right, I think that's gonna do it this week. Lots of good stuff out of the NFL as we saw. More to come in the coming weeks. We got the Hall of Fame game tonight here as this episode is being released on Thursday. Very excited. That's all I got. What are you guys thinking? Stay tuned to the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Everything keeps going. 
We'll have some bets for you guys over the next couple of weeks as we see value and stuff per usual. But uh, make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening to. Um, give us a like, follow, whatever you can do. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Yes, you boys. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.